All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. So Brian was out of town recently, and I took the opportunity, the empty house, to have some very naughty fun, which we're going to be outlining today. But before we get to that, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. Cassidy is an amazing lifestyle site, and I want to throw out a specific feature for you guys because this is a time of year that people do a lot of traveling, whether it's for the holiday season or for New Year's. You may be in a city where you don't know that many people, and Cassidy makes it really easy to connect. One feature that I love for exactly that purpose is their rendezvous. You can basically throw up a flag saying, hey, everyone, kinky, naughty people in this area. We are interested in hanging out. Come hang out with us at this location. And people just show up. It's really, really fun. So if you want to try that for yourself and check out all of Cassidy's features for free for an entire month, head on over to our website, frontporchswingers.com, and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Again, that's frontporchswingers.com. Click on the Cassidy banner to get 30 free days of all of their services. So, want to start out by saying happy holidays to everyone. We are a short few days away from us leaving for Montana to go celebrate Christmas with my family. Yeah, it's only a balmy minus 55 today with the wind chill. <laughs> but it's nice the couple of days we're there. It's in like the 30s. Yeah, I'm not holding my breath. That shit will change real quick, I'm sure, the minute we touch down. You might have to hold your breath. It'll turn into fucking icicles on your no lips doubt. at negative 55. Fuck no that. <laughs> so, what we decided is we're basically not leaving the house. We're going to just pack super warm. And we're going to hunker in for two days and we're going to enjoy the snow from the warmth of the living room. And that'll be the end of that. So I'm excited, though. I I obviously miss my family, so it'll be great to see them. And this will be the first Christmas you and I have gone there together in a while. So, yeah, for a a long time. Yeah. Long time. Years. So that will be fun. Uh, Are you excited? (laughs) uh, I hope. I hope. Well, I know this for sure. Your family has already gone shopping for alcohol. Yes. Which is incredibly important in situations like this. And uh, <laughs> If you're going to be cold, you need to be drunk. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. And <laughs> Or if you're going to be around my family, you need to be drunk. Both. Okay, fair and enough. your brother, who was picking us up from the airport, I've already instructed him to not turn off the car. Just wait outside. We will <laughs> run from the terminal to the car and then directly to the house. There will be no stops in between. I will then get out of the car, run into the house, and not leave again until it's time to go back to the airport two days later. <laughs> yeah, that is my plan. I don't blame you my blood has really thinned i mean it was like 45 here this week and i was fucking freezing and i'm I'm like i was born in montana but i can't stand 45 degree weather what's wrong with me i'm struggling to figure out how i lived there for so fucking long i don't i don't know how i did it well you just get used to it just like everything else but we are not used to it (laughs) no not anymore that shit wears off real quick now we're like lizards we just appreciate the warmth and the sun and the desert and (laughs) yeah i just want to find a warm space on the sidewalk and fucking lay in the sun with my fat ass i just can't imagine (laughs) Imagine, I don't don't know. I don't know how I did it. Me either. Well, I'm glad we're not doing it for more than a few days at a time. But we are. So we're going to go home for the holidays. We'll let you guys know how that goes. And we have some other fun things planned. We'll get to that, though. I want to first talk about what we did this week because it was a fucking jam-packed week. Well, so is this one going to be jam-packed? It's crazy how much shit we tend to pile on without realizing we're piling it on. I know. It was kind of nuts. So we had the Accidental Swingers and Swinky Life, who, if you guys are not familiar with that kind of foursome, they're in a poly quad they have a podcast called accidental swingers and then they also have another project that is kind of melding the worlds of kink and swinging and it's called swinky life and the four of them are fucking amazing and we got to spend a lot of time with them because they came here to go to our event and i mean to see vegas in general too but we got to have dinner with them one night and drinks and we were laughing so hard and having so much fun that we had the entire staff doing it with us like our server the bartender (laughs) i mean it was like a fucking party in the middle of this restaurant yeah i was 
try, I was fairly certain I was going to pick up the server, but it, we, you know, it wasn't appropriate. <laughs> I thought you were pretty close. She was feeling it, I think. Yeah. So it was. A, they were a fucking blast. I had a great time just hanging out with them. It's really the first time we've gotten a chance to spend any real time with all four of them. Right. So yeah, it's been a lot of. It was a lot of fun. We had a and a lot of shit to to cover. Right. I mean, we're all doing different things and sharing different ideas, and they're going to be involved in a lot of the stuff that we're doing going forward in 2023. So. Yeah, it was a good fucking time. Yeah, blast. And then on Thursday was the Real Hot Wives of Las Vegas, which was so much fun because we had people in from all over the place. We actually ended up having friends there that we didn't even know were coming. No, it was one of the, I think, one of the probably top three parties we've had thus far on our Thursdays here in town. It was fucking phenomenal. Just right right at 100 guests, and it was a fucking blast, well, man. And a great mix between locals and out-of-towners, probably 50-50, which yeah. doesn't happen that often, but we had people in from New Mexico, Utah, Florida, California, Ohio. I mean, it was just like a fucking, it was amazing. It was oh, a big, Montana. We had a gentleman in from Montana. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was just a really fun mix of people. Everyone was super well-dressed, which, I mean, we always have a dress code, but I feel like people went even above and beyond the dress code, which makes it fun. It makes it feel more sexy. It does. And it was it was a really nice representation for the our friends, for example, that were there for the first time and hadn't, hadn't seen it before, hadn't been to Vegas before, hadn't been to a Vegas Vegas club before, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was a lot of fun. It was, I really enjoyed it. It was one of those, those nights that you really appreciate kind of doing what we're doing because it worked out so fucking well. I mean, it was amazing. It makes all of the other stuff feel worth it when everything just comes together. Like the hard work, the marketing, you know, all of the ticketing stuff that goes along with it. It's not easy what we do. There's a lot of work that goes into it, but it's worth it when you have this just mind blowing party and people are coming up to you and saying like, this is one of the best nights I've had. And as long as I can remember, Remember, that's what makes it all worth it. That's why we do what we do. Well, it was fun because the people that were all there all had a good time seemingly and enjoyed themselves. And it was cool because it's really for the folks that are coming to Pod Bash, like uh, the Arsenal Swingers, which, by the way, it's coming to Vegas. It is official. Tickets are already uh, available. We've opened them up to our friends and our Telegram group and those folks in our Patreon. And the fact that it's going to be here is great because some of those folks were here, obviously, and they got to see both clubs that we're going to be hosting events in during that weekend. Yes. Yeah, it was just a great time. And then we got to spend a little bit of alone time with our Utah friends. Yes. And that was great. I mean, I love hanging out with them. I feel like the four of us just gel so well from like a friendly perspective. And I think the other thing I really like about them too is they are very unapologetic about who they are as lifestylers. They are very much a hot wife couple. They love that dynamic. They have no issue telling you about it. They're, you know what I mean? They're just comfortable with themselves and where they're at in the lifestyle. And when you're around people like that and you're having conversations, it kind of rubs off on you. Well, they're just, um, they're exceptional people people to begin with. So that that in and of itself is great. And I just enjoy hanging out with them so much. I love them both. They're they're awesome people. Um, but yes, they are unapologetically a hot wife couple. But what I really love about them is that they're so open-minded because they did go to an event while they were here in town that was not hot wife centric because they felt like, well, you know, let's just go see what happens and, you know, get a taste of something different. And while it was absolutely not for them out there seen at all, they were open to the idea of going and just kind of enjoying each other's time there and, and checking it out and seeing what everything else is kind of all about outside of the hot wife space. So good for them for, you know, for kind of trying, you know. Yeah, well, and they're the people that they're the type of people that always make every situation the best that it possibly can right, be. That's you what know I what love I mean? About them. Yeah. Like they were super positive about it, even if it wasn't their scene, because that club does not allow single men right. on the night that they went. Right. And they still went and said that they had a fucking blast. So yeah. yeah I just think that those are, I mean, those are my favorite people in the lifestyle in general. The people that even if you go to a club and there's nobody there that you want to have sex with or the vibe is just off or whatever, you can still have a blast because well, you're there with your best friend. Yeah. And being open minded about it, you never know what potentially might happen or who potentially you might meet. You just got to give it a shot. We went to that meet and greet, what, a couple of weeks ago now? Yeah. It's not really our scene necessarily. They don't all engage and play our way, but we met some very, very cool people there. Well, I think what was really nice about that is we met people that we would normally never meet because right. we mostly go to hot white parties and throw hot white parties. Yeah. And sometimes it's nice to be reminded that there are a lot of different types of lifestylers out there with different goals and different desires and being able to hear them talk about it. It kind of in some ways it reinforces that I love what we do. But in another way, it's like, oh, that's interesting. You're saying something I had never thought of before. Well, yeah, we don't think in terms of the, you know, the standard 
couple for couple kind of concept. And we're not quite as dialed in when it comes to engaging in those arenas. And it's always nice to, I say it all the time, if you want to get good at something, you got to make yourself uncomfortable, right? So we got to get good at kind of engaging with different types of people because you don't know where our journey is going to take us and or you, we never really know. And it's nice to just be able to, to be in spaces that we would not ordinarily be in and enjoy them. Yeah. And like I said, it makes me appreciate what we do even more. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely does. It's a very different vibe. In fact, the, the accidental swingers were talking about that. We met them for lunch yesterday before they took off and they went to a club that also does not allow single men at all. And the vibe was very different and they, it was instantly noticed by them. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there's it's just nice to be surrounded by different types of lifestylers. So we got a lot of those opportunities. I will say what I found so interesting and people get the concepts or the terms of shy versus introverted confused. Like they think they're the same thing. Yeah. I am not a shy person at all. I'm a very no. outgoing person. I think I'm friendly. At least I hope I am. But I am incredibly introverted. So we spent a lot of time with other people for hours on end over the last week. And then come yesterday, I was done. I was fucking done. It was like the only person I wanted to speak to was you. And that is nothing against anyone that we spent time with. They were all amazing. But it was really interesting because I'm not sure that we, I mean, we work from home and we only work with each other for the most part. We're on the phone with people, but it's you and I together. And so it it was really interesting to see how I kind of hit that wall yeah well i'm the most introverted not shy by any stretch of the imagination as most of you know who have ever seen me for example at a resort uh however i absolutely enjoy my private time but having the opportunity to be social is very comfortable for me it's just a preference so yeah after a full week of just kind of running and all over town and seeing all everybody by the yesterday i guess late afternoon when you and i were finally just the two of us it was nice to just be the two of us because it hadn't happened all week which is rare well we literally went to a restaurant that we love we had pasta we sat at the bar and usually when we sit at the bar we do that so we can interact with the bartender and the people next to us and we are just very friendly in that way but it was so funny yesterday we basically just sat there in silence just like slurping up our pasta like i didn't didn't have any words left at that point <laughs> well sunday is kind of our day to just fuck off and do whatever we want to do anyway so yeah and i i you went to uh to the restroom i went into the bar area and got the seats all the way toward the end of the bar which we don't normally do either i was <laughs> right. as far over as i could from everybody just so that you and i could just hang out and either engage with one another or stare aimlessly at the football game on tv yeah you which know, is basically what we did yeah which I it's exactly loved. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I needed it. So, and we also, like you said, have a big week coming up because actually tonight is yeah. a really big night for us. It's huge, actually. And I have a lot of mixed feelings, most posi- mostly positive, I'll say that, which feels very good. But you are actually going to spend the night away from me with someone else for the first time in our entire relationship. Yeah. And I honestly thought it would be you first. I think it's better that it's you first for a few reasons. One is, so just to let the cat out of the bag, you're staying with Susan this evening. I am. And I'm going to be home in our own space. And I kind of wanted it to be that way because I want to feel comfortable in my own space during this time because it is, it's anxiety ridden for me which we talked about yesterday it kind of doesn't make sense because we've been apart for nights it's not like during the entire course of our relationship we have never spent a night apart no but it's always for other reasons other than lifestyle stuff right it's me going home to see my family or it's you going home for a wedding or one of us when we worked for other people being gone from each other for work it's never been like i want to spend time with somebody else separate from you for an entire night you know what i mean like so it is different it's logistically it's not different but emotionally it is very different no in fact logistically it's it's actually easier because i'm about 25 minutes away right but yeah from an emotional perspective it's very different um because this isn't just me going to susan's house and spending the night i'm meeting her at four o'clock at her place. Right. We are then going to go to the hockey game tonight. The Knights are playing at yes. home, which you and I have not done yet together. No. We've so, talked about it many times. Yeah. But. So she and I are going to do that first. It's a full-blown date is what this is. And then we're going to obviously spend the evening at her home. And then I'm going to make her breakfast in the morning, which she does not know yet. And <laughs> Hopefully uh, she doesn't listen to this before tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, she probably... I don't know if she'll have time because we're going to be together by pretty early today. But... 
Yeah, so it's going to be a whole kind of 24 hours away from you doing something very unusual for us. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Yeah, I, like I said, I'm not, I, I'm out of practice. I haven't stayed the night with anybody other than you since we, <laughs> you and I have been together. Well, it's so funny how I was so focused on my own shit with it. Like, oh, I'm going to miss Brian and it's going to be weird to sleep alone and, you know, knowing he's sleeping with someone else. And right. I didn't even think about the you sleeping with someone else thing and how that must feel for you. Yeah, it's someone else's home under very different circumstances. Yeah, it's weird. It's totally fucking weird. I'm assuming you're excited. I am, but definitely there's some trepidation there, no doubt about it. I don't know. I'm not sure what to expect from me personally, not nonetheless you. You know, I'm not really sure what that's going to look like. Well, I'm not going to pull the ripcord. I, yeah, I know, but it, it's still a weird feeling, right? I'm not going mean, to call you at 3 a.m. Hey, can you please come home and take care of my needy ass? I can't do this anymore. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, you, I will want to do it. I will probably think about doing it a couple of times, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it, I know, but for me, it's a little strange, obviously, right? I'm sleeping next to someone that, while I love her to death, she's awesome, I've never spent the night with before, and I have not spent the night with anyone other than you since you and I have been together. So, yeah, it's a it's a weird, it's a very strange feeling for me even right now thinking about it because that's happening today as we're recording this episode. Yeah. Like eight hours from now. Yeah. It's weird. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's a big step, but we've been talking a lot about making steps in the right direction because I do think one of the biggest learning lessons that it, that has come out of 2022 for me and kind of venturing into more connected relationships with the people I'm having sex with is we're not really ready for full on polyamory. There are things that have to happen before I think that would feel very comfortable and natural to us. And I think this is just one of those steps that has to be taken for us to continue moving in that direction. Well, it has to happen. And as I said, I honestly thought it would have been you first, to be fair. But as again, like I said earlier, I think you can't plan shit. It's organic and we never know where what direction we're going to be headed. And this entire time, I thought, well, certainly you're going to have some very consistent, regular play partners and you have, but it's really been me that has the regular very comfortable relationships with you know the two women in particular that I'm seeing right now. I was fully not expecting that. Well, that actually doesn't really surprise me because I think that I think people listening would be very surprised to hear that I'm the far more aloof one in our relationship. For sure. Like when you care about someone and you have this intense loyalty to them, you care very, very deeply and you actually open up a lot quicker than I do. I take a long time to be vulnerable with people. And I think that's probably something I need to work on if I am going to be polyamorous because I find myself constantly keeping people at arm's length. Like you can get this close, but not too close. Well, that's just it. Like, like I said, I'm absolutely an introvert. Most people that know me well know that I am just as happy sitting in a corner like a fucking plant uh, as I am <laughs> on the microphone being the fucking MC during a, a lifestyle event. But when it comes to people, I genuinely enjoy getting to know people and I like the company of, of people. I like to be hospitable and kind of interact with folks. I, en- I enjoy that. I am absolutely the person that is going to give you all the rope necessary for you to hang yourself. (laughs) If you fuck me over, (laughs) good luck to you. But I will absolutely provide you the opportunity. So one of two things typically happens with me. I either form phenomenal relationships with people or they will, in one way or another, try to screw me over and then you're dead to me. And that's just the end of it. And there's no coming back There is no return. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Abso-fucking-lutely not. I've never done it ever in my life. I will. I probably never will. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, so we I, both have some things to work on. <laughs> I, I'm not. Uh, honestly, I don't want to work on that. It's worked out very well for me. I've okay, made some phenomenal fair. relationships uh, throughout my life, as you know. You know, you know a lot of those folks. So I'm not looking to change that necessarily. I, I could always add more, but uh, yeah, I, I like the idea that it's. You know, I like being all in or all out. I'm an extremist that way. I don't do the gray area very well when it comes to friendships at all uh, in relationships. It's 100. Or it's nothing. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, anyway, we'll see how that goes. I'm excited to uh, to report back to you guys. Maybe what we'll do is we can do the bonus episode when you first get home tomorrow. Yeah. And get like immediate reactions. You know what I mean? I think that'd be really interesting rather than waiting to to share all of it. Yeah, that we could absolutely do that. I'm. I'm 
I'm curious to see how I do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure how I'm going to be emotionally, you know, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out what this looks like for me. I'm just saying you like to always paint me as the needy one, but I think that you miss me just as much as I miss you. Well, so. I do, but the good news is I genuinely like Susan and enjoy her company. Obviously, she's just an amazing person, much like Jade. I could, I could spend time with either of them anytime. They're just phenomenal. So that's going to make it easier for me. I'm going to try to empty my brain of all the weird shit that's going to be running through it, you know, thinking about <laughs> worrying about you, of course, and, and what you're doing and how you're feeling and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to try not to focus on that. Hopefully I can. I think it'll be it'll be interesting. It's a it's going to be a good exercise for me, no doubt. Yeah, I'm excited. So I'm also very excited because I have a meeting with a new guy on Wednesday. Yeah, you just told me about that. And this is a whole different ball game. This is a very experienced dom. This is a man who has had years-long relationships with submissive women and has an extreme amount of knowledge about the BDSM world, which is always interesting because I am fairly versed in BDSM and I can sniff out the bullshit so quickly. I can ask three questions and know how experienced a, a guy is. So it is very cool that he has been honest and has really shown me what he knows and I don't know, I'm just excited. I feel like it has all of my creative juices flowing. I have all of these ideas and fantasies that are kind of starting to come back to me or things that I did years ago that were some of the hottest experiences of my life, but I haven't been able to have that same experience or that same level of excitement in a long time. So it's just, I don't know. I'm like buzzing with excitement right now. It should be interesting. I mean, you, we have been attempting to find this type of thing, you know, particularly for you, honestly, since we've been in Vegas and the the kink space, or let's call it BDSM space more specifically, is very hush hush, very underground, very much protected in this in this area. So to find someone who's genuinely experienced and versed, uh, it, it, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm excited to see how Wednesday goes. Are you going to go with me, or am I going by myself? No, no. I think uh, I think you need to go by yourself. I think I do, too. I think especially considering the type of dynamic we're talking about. And I mean, honestly, the intensity of the dynamic, that's something that will be very interesting to see how it all pans out, because I haven't had DS relationships take an intense amount of, you know, connection with each other to really make sense. So that will be very different. It's almost like dating, even though this isn't necessarily going to be a romantic relationship. I would say it's as intense or maybe even more intense than a dating scenario. Well, it has to be taken more seriously, in my opinion. And if I'm there, I think I'm just going to fuck up the energy. I, I don't see any reason for me to be there. Not at least not for the first meeting anyway. Oh, so stay tuned. Maybe I'll get my ass flogged soon. Get my get choked. I don't know. Get face fucked. Good luck. I got a lot of ideas. I mean, that's obviously like the super basic shit, but <laughs> yeah, it's like not every night at the house. Well, yeah. So <laughs> we should move on to single guy tip of the week because this one has I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and I've been thinking about the guys that are successful in in-person situations and those that are far less successful. And we've talked about it a little bit, but one of the things that I wanted to bring to attention is a lot of hot wife events, I would say most hot wife events, if especially if they're ethically thrown, are very female driven. In other words, for our parties, we ask that the women are the ones that initiate the play conversation. If they want to play, they're the ones asking for that consent and asking if plays on the table. We ask that the guys kind of leave that in the women's hands. Right. But a lot of guys take that to mean that the women are responsible for initiating everything in that environment, right? Yeah. These are the guys that sit off in the corner by themselves and expect that a woman is just going to basically land in their laps and everything's going to work out as a result of that. And that is so unrealistic. Well, part of this comes down to, and we've said this, I don't know, fucking hundred times already uh, as it pertains to single guys, you've got to make the effort, right? But you've got to do it cogently with consent thoughtfully, but you absolutely need to make the effort. Don't wait for the hot wife in this particular conversation for the, you know, for the purposes of this conversation to come to you and do all the hard work. That's not what we're talking about. If you are, as you mentioned, the right kind of guy and you've been vetted and you're ethical and you are at one of these events or anyone's event, not just ours, you should be prepared and willing to address a couple if you're uncomfortable walking up to the 
the female portion of the couple, certainly the best thing to do is to introduce yourself to the male portion of the couple and interject yourself into a conversation. If she's interested, then of course she can let you know, but you have to open up a little bit. You've got to let people know that you have an interest that also that you could hold a conversation right? That you're social. Well, and that's the thing. I think a lot of the guys that are newer to this space think of a hot wife event. They they have this idea, this image in their minds that they're going to walk in and there's just going to be women flocking to them. Right. Because it's a hot wife night and they're there specifically for single guys. And they don't understand that there's still an insane amount of competition in that environment. It is not that different from the digital world in that there are a lot of single men and you know, you're you're in competition with all of them. You have to do something to be impressive. So if you think that you're just going to sit there and look good, even if you're super handsome, even if you're well-dressed, even if you smell amazing, none of that's going to matter if you don't make some level of effort to show your charisma and show people that they can connect to you in some way. Well, I think one of the things that single guys, or at least guys that come to events like a hot wife event who are playing solo, or let's just say they're single, right, for the purposes of this conversation, one of the things I think that they don't realize or forget very quickly or don't even think about is that the gals are just as nervous as they are in a lot of these cases. So why not make it easier on the hot wife and and better for yourself because you're the one that's going to make that initial contact and start the conversation. Make it easier for them to say, hey, if you're interested, I might be interested in play. What do you think? Right. That's going to, it will absolutely exponentially improve your odds. There's no question about it. I also think our events are proof that just because you are an attractive man does not mean that you are going to have the upper hand in that room. I have seen guys who I would say are more on the average side of looks, but they are super friendly. They are super fun to be around. They have the art of the conversation. They know how to navigate the room. And those are inevitably the men that end up in rooms with women. Absolutely. So this is a perfect example to me of you cannot rely on your looks. I do not care how hot you are. Honestly, when I'm in that room, I could care less who the hottest guy in the room is. That doesn't even factor into my decision making. But I do think there are guys that walk in with that mentality like, well, I know that I am in the gym more than 90% of these other dudes or I know that I have the best suit on or whatever. And they think that's what's going to carry them. And it doesn't. I'm here to tell you it doesn't work that way. Listen, the best looking guys that come to our events a lot of times are not guys that play. In fact, we had a new gentleman arguably one of the better looking men that's ever attended one of our events here yeah who did not play at all he was very shy very quiet very introverted in fact he was sitting next to susan my play partner and jade for that matter at one point i think he was sitting between them at the bar (laughs) and he was he did not end up playing because he was super shy and really nervous and couldn't break him out of his shell. I introduced him. Matter of fact, when he came in, I walked him over. He's one of the first guys, first people at the event. I walked him right over to the bar and introduced him to the ladies that were sitting there. And he, it never really did turn into anything for him. Now, maybe he didn't want to play. I don't have that answer. I that was going to say, know. some guys probably come and they just want to, you know, sniff things out, to, so to speak. Right. They want to have some level of understanding of the space. Yeah. So maybe they're not going to approach anyone the first time. That's fine. Yeah. But if your goal is to get laid, you can't do that shit. Well, no. First of all, he, again, very shy, very introverted, great looking guy. I mean, top to bottom, just super looking guy. And he could easily have been intimidating to people. Right. Some of the oh, gals. Yeah. He, so, again, you really as a single dude, you really need to take that step. If you do it properly and politely and thoughtfully, I think you'd be amazed at the dividends. But you, you do have to make that should anyway, make that initial move. Well, and you made the perfect point this morning, which is if that's not your personal skill set, if you do tend to struggle reaching out and talking to people and kind of putting yourself out there, you should probably do some practice before you go into that environment. Yeah, you got to get your reps in. You have to realize that you have to. To, to be better at that and you have to work on it. It's practice. So even if you're just, you know, if you're in line at the coffee shop and just start a random conversation with the person behind you or in front of you or next to you or just chatting up the, you know, the person working, uh, you know, the barista or, you know, you're at the checkout line or whatever. You just, you just want to strike up random conversations with very little depth, but become accustomed to talking to strangers. Yeah. You got to do that. Or you're never, especially in an environment that's sexually charged, you're never going to be able to really achieve success, honestly, not not fully. 
I agree. So anyway, single guy tip of the week. Step on out there. Don't be shy. <laughs> well, and you know, we also had a conversation digitally, you and I, with a gentleman who's in our group, our Telegram group, right? Uh, and to, to back up what you said, just because you show up or you're, you know, the best looking dude or whatever, that's not going to guarantee you success. But what will, is, uh, not necessarily guarantee you success, but certainly improve your odds, is being that outwardly friendly, gregarious, interesting person who is well-dressed, well-groomed, smells great, all those things. Some guys don't do well digitally and they actually excel face-to-face. Yeah. So if you are one of those guys, do not get hung up just trying to connect digitally. You got to step out there and go to a meet and greet, go to a local event and just become accustomed to being in that environment. And if you are a social person, you're going to do really well. I agree. So we are going to share a spicy story. I am actually, because you know literally nothing about it. You actually weren't even in the state when this happened. No, I was in Phoenix uh, looking at the hotel we were taking over. So I'm obviously going to share all of the details with all of you guys. But first, we want to say thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. You guys might know from listening to the show that I'm kind of a worry wart. I've really struggled with sleep my entire life, but I finally have found a product that helps with that significantly. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by our friends at Lumi Labs and their microdose gummies. Microdose gummies have a small entry-level amount of THC that has so many different health benefits. Everything from helping with insomnia to helping with anxiety. Brian uses it after the gym to help with inflammation. I mean, there are so many benefits of THC, but for those of us who don't necessarily want to walk around feeling high, microdose gummies are the perfect solution. I pop two of them every single night right before I go to bed and I actually sleep throughout the entire night. I wake up feeling rested and then I'm more focused the next day for my work day, which is hugely important to me. And if you guys want to try microdosing for yourself, you can buy microdose gummies across the United States or you can head to microdose.com. Check out all of the information there and make your purchase. And the first time that you do make a purchase, if you use our promo code FPS at checkout, you'll get 30% off plus free shipping. All of that information is going to be in the show notes for you today. But again, that's microdose.com code FPS at checkout for 30% off and free shipping. This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by our friends at Permescent. Permescent has everything you need to have amazing sex. And for us lifestylers, that is intensely important, especially if you're playing with someone brand new. So you want to make sure you're on your A game. And Permescent has you covered with things like their delay wipes. I personally think those are the perfect product for lifestyle men because they're individually packaged wipes that you use a few minutes before play. And all it's going to help you do is elongate your time in the bedroom. So if you're one of those guys that's constantly stressed and has anxiety about how long they can last, that's a great option. Another thing I absolutely love that I think every lifestyler should check out are their three packs of condoms. Because once again, super easy to just throw that in your swinger bag and go to the club or go to the house party. And the thing is, the condoms are incredibly high quality. They apparently feel great. I'm not a penis owner, so I don't know. But they feel good when they're inside of me. I know that much. So if you want to check out all of Promescent's amazing sexual bedroom wellness products, head on over to promescent.com today. That is P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com. Check out their full line of condoms, lubes, delay sprays, delay wipes, and so much more. We are super excited to tell you about a Las Vegas event happening very shortly. ASN presents Lifestyle and Fetish Weekend 2023 right here in Las Vegas. ASN Magazine and ASN Events are leaders in many things that the lifestyle has to offer, and they're bringing you a very kinky, fun event that includes penthouse playrooms, sexy meet and greets, great food and drink, and all at a premier resort hotel. We're going to be there, and we would love to meet you and have some fun with you there if you are going as well. If you are not booked yet and you want to join us, we're going to put a link in the show notes for you so that you can see all of the information. But again, that's happening right here in Las Vegas, January 5th through the 8th, and we hope to see you at ASN Events Weekend. I love all of the events that we throw, but I am honestly beyond excited for one in particular because it's going to be our very first ever Hot Wife Hotel Takeover. We are taking over a complete hotel, a boutique hotel that is beautiful in the heart of Phoenix. That's happening April 13th through the 16th. If you're a Hot Wife couple, a cuckold couple, a stag and vixen couple, a respectful single man, or just a sex positive person that wants to join us for a fun weekend, make sure you check out all of the information for the 
Real Hot Wives of Phoenix complete hotel takeover happening April 13th through the 16th. Find all of the information today at members.frontporchswingers.com. So one of the things that I love doing with our hot wife dynamic is kind of surprising you with things. I sometimes hold back details or I mean, sometimes and especially in this case, you don't even know who I've been with. I purposefully choose men that I know I'm going to be safe with, that I have references for, that are already friends, that we've met a couple times. But at the same time, I do love that element of surprise for you because I feel like I'm giving you a gift to unwrap when I finally tell you about it and seeing the look on your face and how excited you get is very erotic to me. So that's kind of what I tried to do in this situation. Well, I didn't know anything about this. I was actually, I think I was at the airport waiting for my flight, sitting at a bar, uh, trying to get myself prepared to get on a plane. <laughs> and you, we were texting back and forth. And you said, exactly what time does your flight get in? So I told you it was like 8 o'clock or 7.55 or something. And you're like, okay, two options. One, you can Uber home, in which case I can get fucked. Or I have to come pick you up. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll just Uber home. Not a big deal. So uh, that's all I got. That's all I knew. I didn't know any more than that. And of course, I was already, I don't know, two and a half, three hours and many, many cocktails in sitting at the fucking airport. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, go. Yeah, get fucked. I'll just Uber. Fuck it. Right. But you're like, well, who's coming over? And I was like, I'm not telling you yet. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Like, all, all right. I guess. Whatever. I must have. I'm, I'm sure the bartender was looking at me like, what the fuck is this guy grinning about? Well, I probably wouldn't have told you I was getting fucked at all because one of kind of the fantasies we've talked about is me just meeting someone out and then having sex with them and not telling you about it until completely afterwards. In right. other words, you don't even know that I am playing. You certainly don't know who it's with or any of the scenario until I come home and I'm like, hey, guess what I just did? So that was kind of the mentality behind this of not telling you all of the details. I did eventually have to tell you that I at least was getting fucked because that's the only reason I couldn't pick you up from the airport. Yeah. I didn't want to be a bitch and be like, hey, uh, I don't want to come pick you up or you know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I felt like I had to tell you. Yeah, I would have needed some kind of un you know understanding as to why you weren't picking me up from the airport. So, yeah, I told you that I was going to play and I specifically chose a gentleman who I have played with once before and he is, has been very eager to hang out with me again and I love that. I mean, he's very complimentary of me and I just figured he would be the perfect person because we also have a lot of mutual friends. So I just felt safe yeah, basically having him to our house. Right. And so I told you that I was getting fucked. <laughs> You're at the airport. This gentleman comes over and it was so interesting because, again, we talked about this just last week or maybe it was a couple weeks ago now, but the club versus private environment two completely different things in terms of connection with people oh, 100 percent. because i feel like there are people that i played with at the club that if i sat with them in our house alone i wouldn't like them the same amount you know what i mean i kind of right. get swept up in the sexy energy and you know maybe physically they're very much my type but i don't care so much about you know the cerebral connection because it's a club and i don't necessarily expect to see them or play with them again i think that's the case in a lot of situations yeah for sure but so it was interesting to see that difference. I mean, he comes, first of all, the guy is fucking hot. He's tall. He's athletic. He played college sports and it's very obvious. I mean, he just has that very athletic build to him and he's always dressed very well. He smells really good. This is really an impressive man. I mean, he's the type of guy and I'm always, this is such a weird thing about myself that I really need to work on my self-esteem, I guess. I see a guy like that and I'm like, why the fuck are you bothering with me? Like, he's the type of guy that you could walk down the street and people are going to turn and look at him. He's very attractive. Yeah, I ask myself that question very often. <laughs> so, I'm always like, do I really deserve this hot dude? I don't know. <laughs> but I think that of you all the time, too. So I'm always asking myself, why the fuck is this person with me? What is going on here? <laughs> Whatever. So anyway, uh, he comes and I found myself getting kind of nervous around him. And that was really interesting because in the club environment, especially at our events, I am so uber confident because I just feel like I'm in my world, right? Like I know most of the people there a lot of them are friends i know that there are going to be people there that want to fuck me which is always a confidence booster and being outside of the club and never really having spoken to him a lot is not even barely digitally i mean we've corresponded back and forth maybe six text messages ever right. so i don't really know know this guy yeah, well, and, I mean, just you had a couple, you had an experience with him, and we've seen him obviously at our events. So it kind of was like having a stranger over. I yeah. found that very interesting. That that's immediately where my mind went. So it, we're sitting on the couch together. We're just kind of chatting, and there's a good 
bit of space between us. I mean, our couch is fairly long and there was probably a good two feet in between he and I. Zero contact up to that point. I think I hugged him when he walked in the door, but that was pretty much it. Right. And I poured us each a glass of wine and we're just kind of sitting there chatting. And I found myself really kind of clamming up. I wasn't talking very much. I was just being, I don't know, kind of awkward Brenna again, which hasn't happened in a little while. I felt like I was regressing to some degree. Which is weird since you were in our place with a, you know, one person wasn't like you were in a group and didn't have to be on display so that's really odd for you yeah i don't know i just think i I mean he's really fucking hot so i don't know maybe that was part of it it is it's interesting when a guy is like my perfect physical type of course i want to fuck them but i also find myself getting tongue-tied around them like i'm a high school girl again well you don't want to look foolish or or you know put yourself in a situation where you're not as sexy or attractive to someone because of your weird behavior you know i mean i'm sure that's what's in your head all the time also you want to know what it is this guy knows all of the guys at the club or a lot of the guys at the club oh sure yeah so in my head too i always have this little earworm that's saying like if you fuck this up and you're a terrible lay he's probably going to tell other people about it <laughs> and i'm just i'm sure he wouldn't but for whatever reason that's how my neurotic fucking brain works I'm like, I want to be impressive. I want him to think I'm attractive. If we make it to the bedroom, I was pretty sure we were going to. I wanted to be impressive. All of those things. Well, it's it's important. I mean, especially especially for guys to hear stuff like that, right? Coming from the from the ladies, like that you guys get in your own heads as well, because guys absolutely do. So just because you're a single dude and you're with uh, you know a hot wife or even a single gal you know, in the space or not, they're just as nervous as you in a lot of cases. Which is what I said about these guys talking to women at the events like you need to break that ice because they're just as nervous well and what he did which i loved is he finally asked if he could put his hand on my leg nice and i was like yes that's exactly what i needed i needed him to initiate i needed him to show me that interest so that i could really just kind of start to relax we needed the validation and it was so interesting how one hand one five fingers touching my leg just changed everything what i will also say is i put on i have this cute little pink skirt that i love to wear because i just think it's very kind of cutesy but I can put all sorts of things under it that kind of have a surprise plus it also leaves my legs bare so that if I want to create that physical contact or if he wants to touch my leg it's like hand on bare skin right so I did that on purpose and so that was kind of nice he's kind of rubbing on my leg and I really did start to just loosen up and then we started laughing together and joking a little bit with each other and it was so funny because there was one moment where he asked if he could kiss me and I said yes and we kind of like kissed just briefly and I was like I don't know where this is really heading because it felt like a really gentle soft kiss and then once again confident guy steps right up and goes I I want a better kiss than that if you're cool with that and I was like fuck yes kiss me hard man but it was just him being very verbal and him really putting himself out there and again I mean obviously he knew that I wanted him to be there I had invited him to our house but the fact that he was willing to kind of put himself on the sword if you will rather than relying on me to make all of the moves, that was very attractive to me. That's a very alpha move. And I'm realizing more and more as I go through the lifestyle that that alpha mentality is 100% what gets me wet. Well, he's also a guy that, well, you had had an experience with him before, obviously at the club. So he he knew, at least instinctively, I would imagine, that you you were interested, right? That's why he was there. So I'm sure he felt a little bit more confident given that you guys had, you know, some some history. Right. So anyway, we start making out on the couch with each other. And I think because he was so confident and direct with me, my confidence just went through the fucking roof. Because the next thing I know, I am getting off the couch. I have on just this little black top and my skirt, my pink skirt, and I have panties underneath the skirt. And I peeled my panties off standing right there on the couch and I mounted him on the couch. Now, his he's still completely dressed, but I now have no panties on and just the short skirt with the top Uh, that's pretty ballsy for you i know and again like the instant shift i was like it happened all so quickly i was kind of impressed with with myself honestly yeah that's that's (laughs) not like you at all So I'm on the couch straddling him. He's touching on my ass. We are making out with each other. He is whispering dirty things in my ear in between us making out like, oh my God, I can't wait to smack that ass again and can't wait to be inside of you again. And I am dripping wet and I whisper in his ear, you're making me so wet right now. And he's like, "Mm, should I feel? And I was like, absolutely you should. So he reaches a hand around and starts playing with my pussy from the back. And at the same time he's just 
devouring me with his mouth. I mean, he's making out with me. He's kissing all over my neck. He's kind of biting on my neck a little bit. He's nibbling on my ear. I mean, there's so many different sensations happening during all of this. And I'm kind of like grinding up against him a little bit and grinding on his hand and on his fingers. And I mean, he pulls his hand away. This was so fucking hot. Here's the thing. When dirty things happen during sex that would not be hot outside of sex, that's hot to me because it feels taboo. Example? Example? He sticks two fingers inside of me. He's kind of swirling them around, takes them out of my pussy, and then feeds them to me. Like, puts his fingers inside of my mouth and then puts them in his mouth. Oh, that's that's interesting. It was fucking dirty. And again, it's one of those things that if I wasn't turned on, I probably would have been like, wow, I don't really want to be doing that. But when you're in the moment, you have all of the hormones going and the energies going. Those things feel extra naughty. And that makes it hotter to me. Well, again, all of this stems from this, the heat that's going on, right? It's the kissing. It's the touching. I talk about it a lot. Some folks in the lifestyle, we know they don't get down with the kissing thing and they just, you know, it's too personal. It's too private. There is no way you're going to, in my opinion, no way you're going to generate that kind of heat any other way. So then the sex itself simply becomes mechanical. There's, there's no way to replicate that without the real fucking thing. Yeah. Well, it also leads to getting my pussy fingered and then licking my juices off of his fingers. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's fucking hot. Oh, my God. I'm getting turned on even just saying it again because it was so fucking naughty. And he had this look on his face when he was doing it like he knew he was being naughty. And that turned me on even more because it was obvious that that was his intent, right, to get dirty and raunchy with me. And I fucking loved that. So that went on for quite a while. It was really funny because I was so dripping wet at one point. I got off of him. He stands up and like the front of his pants are wet. Oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure they Holy are. Holy balls, man. I am so into this. So then we go into the bedroom. I basically grab him by the hand and I'm like, are you ready? And he says, yes. So we walk into the bedroom and he starts taking clothes off. I take the skirt off. So I'm now naked from the waist down. The shirt that I had on has this zipper that goes all the way down and I zipped it down, had my tits out. And it was really interesting because I felt very exposed in that moment. And it, I don't know, There, this interaction was a reminder that I still have these neuroses that I'm working through and it they come out more prominently when I'm with someone that I am ridiculously physically attracted to. Well, sure, because, you know, psychologically, there's more on the line, right? You genuinely are into this person. So if things don't go well, it's going to be a bummer. Whereas if, you know, maybe you're not so into somebody, it's not that big a deal. Or if maybe I think they're more in alignment with my level of attractiveness in my own head, <laughs> for whatever reason, that changes how I interact with people. Maybe. Again, probably something I need to think about and work on, but I just found that very interesting. I mean, this is a man that is really fucking hot and he kind of makes me trip up over myself. So I'm standing there and I'm like, God, I hope he thinks I'm cute. And he starts getting undressed. He takes his shirt off. He has this amazing body. And then he's just down to a pair of boxer briefs and we start making out again he starts rubbing on my pussy again. And this is a guy who clearly loves like the juices. He asked me if I could squirt, if I was a squirter. And I said, yes. And he's like, oh, nothing turns me on more than making a woman squirt. It's my favorite thing in the entire world. So I was like, okay, I kind of like that because that's a guy who once again, doesn't have hangups about bodily fluids. You understand that things that happen in the bedroom can be hot. If they, if they were to happen, not outside the bedroom, they'd be gross, but they're not because it's in a sexual space. Yeah. Just a natural occurring instance i mean there's no reason to get weird about it a lot of people get weird about shit like that i don't understand it like if you're doing it right anything could pop it's possible that anything happens so be prepared yeah it's like the guys that are like oh square is pay well first of all i don't think it is but second of all if it is who the fuck cares just be in the moment and enjoy it and clean yourself up later yeah, worry about it later. It's not pee, guys. So anyway, I love that he was not weird like that. He he actually welcomed that. It kind of put me at ease. So I'm kind of rubbing on his cock over his boxer briefs, and we're just saying dirty things to each other. He's telling me that I'm pretty and that I'm sexy, and he wants to see my pussy up closer. And so I was like, okay, I'll lie down and you know, I'll let you see my pussy. So I lay back on the bed, and he starts eating me out. And I remembered from the first time that he and I were together that he was very good with his mouth. He was fucking amazing with 
with his mouth this time. He really was taking his time. There are too many guys, I've said this many times, that just go straight for the clit. It's like that's all that matters is that fucking clit and they're just going to lick it till you till it falls off your fucking body. Well, first be <laughs> be fucking thankful that some of these guys can find your clit. That's number 1. <laughs> that's fair. Well, I've had a couple of guys that can't, but usually yeah. it's the younger men. Well, <laughs> I'll however, just throw that out there. The first time you guys were together, again, you were at one of our events at a club. That definitely lends itself to being less secure, feeling secure, right? You're you're going to be a little bit more rushed in, in some instances, right? Because less again, relaxing for sure. Yeah, you're definitely more tense. You got people outside. You can hear them. They can you know, so obviously you think they can hear you or know they can hear you. You're definitely not in the in your your best element. Right. So yeah, I mean, I lo- I just loved that he was really taking his time. He's kind of feeling on my pussy and then he's nibbling on my pussy and then he's licking on my clit and then he starts kind of playing with my hole and like just everything felt amazing. And again, I'm, I can tell I'm super wet. And there was one moment he has kind of a shorter beard and he stopped licking me and looked up at me and said something. I don't remember what he said. All I remember is like my cum dripping from his beard yeah and i was like fucking hot so i kind of wiped it away with my hand for him he goes back to licking my pussy i came really hard and then he just comes up and again my cum all over his fucking beard yet another example of something that i would be grossed out by otherwise he just comes and starts making out with me and it's like getting all over my face and it's dripping down his chin and i'm like Oh, God, it's just fucking hot. It felt naughty. It felt so naughty. Well, it is. (laughs) So then I'm like, of course, I want to suck his cock. And so he is kneeling on the bed. I basically get down almost on my stomach. I'm just propping myself up and I start sucking his cock. He has an amazing cock. And I'm kind of playing with his balls ever so lightly. And he just starts moaning like crazy the second I started playing with his balls. And I didn't remember that from the first session if we had even gone down that road. So I kind of stopped and I was like, does that feel good? Do you want me to do more? And he's like, whatever you want to do to them, feel free, which I fucking love. I love sucking on balls. I love kind of tugging on them. I know there are a lot of women out there that don't like balls. I fucking love balls, especially when they're all soft. You can tell that they're freshly shaven and moisturized. Balls are fucking hot, man. I don't know. Maybe that's an unpopular opinion, but I love men's balls uh, in my mouth. I'm thinking it's, (laughs) I don't know, 50-50 maybe? You think so? I don't know. I mean, I've never, no one's ever not, or no one, I should say no one has ever been uh, offended by my balls, I don't think. So I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Well, I'm a ball connoisseur. That's all I'm saying. Well, I love be. the whole package down there. There's not not a part of a man's body below the waist that I am grossed out by or not enticed by. I love it all equally. Well, I think for guys, if you're interested in having your balls fondled by someone, at, at minimum, you, you need to clean them up, shave them up. You got to get smooth. You got to get groomed uh, for sure. I mean, yeah, I'm not taking a pube to the fucking eye. That shit gets sharp too. Like if you shave, but then you haven't for a few days, I you could poke my fucking eye out. Well, I mean, if a guy wants that attention, it, it's best to to highlight it. Yeah. His were all smooth and amazing and I'm licking on them and I'm kind of touching one of them at the same time. Then I start sucking on his cock, but I'm kind of kneading both balls, one in each hand and he's just moaning like crazy and telling me how good it feels. And then there was one moment where he kind of started to shake a little bit, so I stopped sucking his cock and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna finish quickly if you keep that up. Which I fucking love. There are so many women that would be so turned off by that. I love it. It makes me feel like I am 1000% doing my job and I'm a fucking badass at it because I got you to the point where you almost came within five minutes of me sucking your cock. Well, and also it was, you know, a little self-awareness on his part, right? He's like, hey, if you continue to do that, here's what's going to happen. So I'm not telling you to stop, but if you don't stop, this is going to come to to a head literally very quickly. (laughs) Well, there was no way in hell I wasn't getting fucked by him. So I stopped and I had a condom sitting out. He probably brought his own anyway, but I just grabbed one that was sitting there, opened it for him, handed it to him. And he just kind of starts laughing. And he's like, you're you're very eager right now, aren't you? And I was like, yes, I want that fucking cock. And he's like, perfect. Okay, so another thing that's super hot. He's a taller guy. And most of the time, because of the height of our bed, if I'm with someone over six feet tall, it's really not, I don't necessarily see it as a possibility to just be bent over the bed and fucked. No. 
But he really wanted to do that. He's like, I want you to bend over. I want to have your ass up in the air and I want to fuck you. And I was like, I don't think that's going to happen, but we can try. So I bent over the bed. And again, this is a man who's in very, very good shape. He's literally squatting behind me and enters me and stays like that for probably a good 10 minutes. I was so fucking impressed. Yeah, you can get on our platform and do that if you're physically capable of doing it. Yeah. So I'm bent over the bed. I have my feet kind of hanging off by the platform and he is just drilling into me from the back. And again, he has a big cock, so it feels fucking fabulous. And the best part of this entire session is something that maybe I need to start vetting with guys more often. This is a guy who loves to talk dirty. I don't get into the same headspace and have the same amount of fun if a guy isn't talking dirty with me and this is proof that like the verbal cues that he's using the way that he's saying things all of it just like culminated in me being so ridiculously turned on I mean he's saying things like yeah you like taking that dick don't you and I'm like yes give me that cock and I mean it was just dirty and raunchy and he's just drilling me from behind and then I tell him to spank me and he's like okay and it was really funny too because the first time we were together I told him to spank me but again we were in the club and you don't want to make too much noise or you know have people uncomfortable with what might be going on in the room and you just kind of get in your head about all of that so this was the first time that he could really just you know focus on what we both wanted and not give a fuck who was hearing anything. Yeah, that's why for me, when it comes to the, you know, when it comes to the club sex, if that's something that's going to happen for me personally, I would prefer to have had some kind of level of intimacy with you prior to that. You know I what don't I mean? Know. I think there's something to be said about doing it the other way around too, because I almost appreciated him more at this point. Yeah, I know, but you just don't get the best out of. I don't think you're going to get the best, not out of me anyway, in that kind of environment. So at least if you have some familiarity with someone, and then that kind of happens, you can chalk it up to well, we're in public, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. For me, it's weird. I don't care for it. Well, yeah, you're a you're a different breed altogether in the lifestyle. So. For sure, for sure. <laughs> but I liked that this was so completely different because again, that first time it was like a couple of slight little whop on each cheek this time he started pretty light and i kept telling him to pick up the intensity there's one moment he's grabbing my hip on one side to continue fucking me and he just smacks the shit out of one of my ass cheeks and i'm like oh and he's like oh my god was that too hard i was like fuck no do it again so he does it again just as hard and at that moment i came so fucking hard i literally pushed him out of me i squirted a little bit i literally had my own juices dripping down my legs my legs are shaking like crazy it was fucking insane it was absolutely insane so then he's like i'm getting pretty close and i was like awesome so i get down on my knees he's still standing by the edge of the bed i start playing with his balls and stroking his cock again and he's like where do you want me to come and i was like i want you to come all over my tits so i'm like tell me when you're about also to not the norm for you it's very rare i'm like tell me when you're close so that i can take it out and i want you to just come all over my tits and he says perfect and he's just beaming and i mean i could tell he was super into the whole thing so i'm sucking his cock i'm playing with his balls again i start to feel his leg shake he's like i'm getting really really close so I pump a couple more times with my mouth and then his legs intensely start shaking again so fucking hot when a guy does that that tell of when it's going to happen so I pull my mouth off I continue to play with his balls and stroke him just a little bit and I point his cock directly at my tits and then I stopped kind of doing anything with his cock he was stroking it and I was just kind of pushing my tits up as like this perfect little target for him and he shot his load fucking all over my tits and it kind of got up a little bit on my chin and shit too which I also kind of liked it felt extra dirty and I'm just standing there and it was a big I mean it came a lot it was like dripping off of my fucking nipples yeah very unusual for you that's not the norm for you no I don't usually love that but it was just I, I don't know I was caught up in the moment it felt kind of the whole thing felt dirty I mean even just from me straddling him at the very beginning there were so many naughty elements of this that just added to the intensity that got me to this headspace of like well wouldn't it be extra naughty if you just fucking splooged all over my tits yeah well I liken that to the well. First of all, there was a little bit of obviously some familiarity because you had that opportunity to play at the at the club. But 
leading up to this, it's like, you know, you're making out on the couch. It's feeling each other up on the couch. And before, it's not like you just went to the bedroom, everybody got undressed, and, and that was it. That, that mechanical kind of thing that I talk about, which is just, to me, the fucking dull. I, I'd rather jerk off. I just find it so dull. <laughs> right. Uh, it, so that buildup is a big fucking deal. And then, of course, you, you get into the meat and potatoes of the action as it as it were and it's like okay this is really fucking hot dirty it's naughty all bets are off right because then you just lose all inhibitions there's there's nothing holding you back yeah yeah i mean it was it was just intense the whole thing was amazing now what i will say is this was a reminder and i listen i fuck a lot of hot men so i'm not saying that this is a hotter man than all the other guys I fucked or anything like that. But for whatever reason, I mean, he really is kind of my perfect physical type. And it was so interesting to be so in my head in the beginning because of that. And I think that's something I have to work on. My Obviously, my confidence level is not exactly where it needs to be because I get to have sex with a lot of hot men. So I must bring something to the table. Well, well, yes, obviously. But also, when you are attracted to someone, regardless of whether it's your perfect physical type or it's just someone that you absolutely click with i say it all the time it makes a fucking difference everything is just intensified everything gets intensified yes but also the negatives get intensified oh no my doubt. nerves my neuroses all of those things come bubbling to the surface in a way that they don't during a lot of play sessions and that's something i have to work on because i am sure i'm a thousand percent sure i have missed out on amazing experiences with ridiculously hot people because of that neuroses and i just need to get past it it's i mean obviously it's always a work in progress i've made a lot of progress up to this point but this play session on top of being hot and raunchy and all of these really dirty details it was a reminder that i have some work to do and that's okay i'm not beating myself up over it i don't think i'm a bad lifestyler because of it it's just an area of opportunity well we were just talking about it earlier this morning the idea that you particularly i do it as well but my play style honestly is different from yours when it comes to how i want to interact with people and what's the most important but we were just talking about this you are finding people attractive and getting in your head about well i wonder if they're really very you know if they're cool people i don't know about his personality it's like look if this is just coming down occasionally to you having sex with someone you find uber attractive then forget the fucking rest of it and just go with your instincts. Yeah, I mean, and this was a good example of that because this is a guy who, I mean, he has a good personality. It's not like he's, you know, dull or lame or anything, but this really was about the physical attraction for me. And I think it was for him too. And sometimes that's okay. It doesn't always have to be, oh, this person has to check 27 different boxes to be able to be inside of my box. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I think, yeah, that's something else I need to, to kind of keep in mind. Sometimes things can just be fun. And sometimes I can just think a guy is really fucking hot and and want to fuck him as a result of that and that's okay yeah i wish i could do it i wish i could do that and it used and this comes i don't know if it comes with age or experience i don't fucking know i was not always the way i am now now i genuinely need that connection you asked me this morning well what if it was some really super attractive woman that just wanted you to come and have sex Eh, probably not not, not at this point in my life. Yeah, and you know? that's okay, too. We are very different in that way, and that's okay. That's one of the benefits of us playing separately, and it's also one of the benefits of us being supportive of the other person's journey. You know, you never make me feel like a slut because I just want to fuck someone, no. and I never make you feel like you're, you know, lame or something because you don't want to fuck as often as I do. Well, and like tonight, for example, right? Again, I'm getting ready to have a complete, full-on 24-hour date with Susan. We're going to go out. We're going to spend the night together, all those things. I'm looking forward, honestly, just as much to the vanilla time as I am to what will likely be an inevitably hot fucking play session. Yeah, and I want to find my Susan. But until then, I'm going to fuck hot dudes like this. (laughs) Yeah, and you should. But that's the part of it. Like We were talking about it, I think, because you keep saying, I want to find my Susan. I want to find my Jade. Okay, but I wasn't looking for it when it happened, when these amazing women came into my life. It was organic. Right. It will absolutely happen. Meanwhile, there's no reason for you not to be having all the fun you want to have in lieu of trying to find these perfect people. Right. I completely agree. it's fucking impossible to determine when that's going to happen, just like it is in the vanilla world. Well, you, you and if, if that's my only focus, I'm going to miss out on some really fucking hot nights like this one. So uh, No, for sure. That is the mentality that I'm going into it with. I want to be a slut on occasion. I don't want to 
feel bad for it. I just want to be able to do the things that are going to fulfill me sexually and that I know will then fulfill you and I together sexually and whatever that looks like. I just want to go with the flow. I'm fucking horrible at it. We are the worst people ever at it. Well, but I want to do that more and I want to be able to live organically. Well, the only person that can make you feel bad about it is you. You know I'm certainly not going to and frankly, fuck everybody who has a problem with it. So just do what you want to do and if that's what you want to do then that's what has to happen yeah all right well that's the the moral of that story i gotta fuck a hot dude it was great and i'm really excited to do more of that i think slutty brenna is having a resurgence as we go into 2023 so stay tuned for what that means well and i came (laughs) home what 20 minutes after he left right pretty close to it yeah you were obviously still kind of beaming from what had just happened i was fucking way too drunk uh, to really appreciate what had happened. So you and I had some laughs. Uh, I, I, I just basically passed out after that. And then we we reconnected the next morning when I realized what had happened the night before in full. Because I was like, oh, you had a good time. Perfect. I've had like 20 cocktails. <laughs> so, yeah, not really sure what this so looks this like. So this is not a go tonight. But yeah, the next day. And that was the first time that I told you who it was with as well was the yeah. next day. So that was kind of fun. It was. Yeah, listen, again, if... You're opening up the uh, slut door a little wider is what you need to do. Then kick the fucking thing open and just have at it. Yeah, I'm not cracking that door open. If I go slut Brenna, I'm going full bore. So I don't know. I don't know what that means, but stay tuned because I'm sure it'll make for some good stories, some good retelling for you guys. No doubt. As mentioned, we are going to be doing our bonus episode this week tomorrow after Brian has spent the evening with Susan so that we can both kind of real time recap what that looked like. So if you guys are curious, we've had a lot of you reaching out about this about us dating separately and potentially moving into that world of polyamory so that i think will be a really interesting discussion it's only going to be available for our patreon members so if you want to hear it go to patreon.com slash front porch swingers we also have lots of other bonuses my favorite one is our telegram chat group which has tons of amazing lifestylers from all over the world that talk every single day about lifestyle topics and our patreon members are also the first to get dibs on any of our events so we actually open any event up to our Patreon community at least a week before everyone else gets access. Yeah, right now, uh, as I mentioned, Podbash is live. Podbash 2023 will be taking place September 28, 29, 30, and the 1st of October. The tickets are only available right now to our Patreon members and to our friends in the Telegram group. We'll probably make them available next week to the public, so we're looking forward to that. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Hell yeah. And all of that information at members.frontporchswingers.com. For example, if you want to join us for the April takeover, that info can also be found there. Keep in mind, we got some very, very naughty things going on for our OnlyFans. Mine specifically leading into AVN week. Oh my goodness. You guys are going to be in for a treat if you're on there. I'm not sure you're going to be recovered from AVN anytime soon. I'm going to be icing this vagina, let me tell you. For sure That's going to fucking happen. So anyway, (laughs) find that at OnlyFans.com slash front porch swingers and brian's only fans is onlyfans.com slash buy hyphen zaddy uh what else do we have this week we got a lot we have a lot coming up new updates for the show a new show coming up uh, all kinds of cool fucking shit for 2023 takeovers you name it we've got it going on just stay tuned and come along for the ride it's going to be fucking amazing yeah you guys know we don't sit still we're always doing something new and trying to bring you guys a different type of show and an improved show so you can expect all of that from us in the new year and until then thank you guys so much for listening thanks everybody